0: Thank you for joining us for this broadcast. People enjoy listening to this podcast because they appreciate your extensive knowledge of the Bible. And audience members routinely send us questions in hopes that you'll address them in an upcoming episode. The only problem, of course, is that we don't have time to cover every single question. Somebody out there has a question that you haven't covered and they need an answer. And we know that God's Word has the answers, of course. People just need to know how to find those answers in the Bible. With that in mind, what does effective Bible study involve and how
1: can a person enhance their personal understanding of God's word? First of all, I think it's helpful for us to read the Bible daily. I try to read at least a little bit every day. And if for some reason I'm not able, then I catch up. I typically try to read the Bible through uh, every year. And for the past 10 years or so, I've used different translations. in order to evaluate them, but also to glean fresh insight. And then I will compare them. Uh, Of course, I was raised with the King James Version. So if I use a different translation, especially if I see some new insight or doctrinal point that I hadn't really thought about, I'll go back to the King James, the New King James, and compare them to make sure I think they're, they're on the right track. And of course, try to dig into the underlying Hebrew and Greek text. Um, So what I would first of all suggest is make a habit of reading the Bible regularly and consistently. Read it devotionally. Sometimes I like to read it fast. So I like to take the whole book, uh, one book of the Bible, and read it all in one setting, or if it's a long book, maybe in two or three days, but to read the whole thing to get the whole context. Other times I like to slow down, maybe just read a few verses or uh, a chapter because I'm digging into the content. But in addition to the daily devotional reading of the Bible, uh, you can also study book by book. So you take a book and you study uh, the circumstances surrounding that book, the, the context, the historical context, why it was written, who wrote it, to whom was it originally written. And what's, what, what are the main themes, perhaps even uh, look at an outline or make your own outline of the book. So you're digging into that particular book. That's a way to do a a more in-depth study. Another way is a topical study. So you take a subject such as spiritual gifts or love or hospitality um, or marriage and you trace it through the Bible. And I would always say, you've gotta make sure you end up in the New Testaments because that's the greatest revelation to us and instructions for the church today. But you study everything the Bible has to say on a particular topic. So that's another way to study. Now, uh, we really need to give some attention to how we interpret the Bible. And you may say, well, I just read it, I don't, I don't need any rules of interpretation, I just read it. Well, if you do that, you do have rules of interpretation, you just don't know what they are. You're just coming to the text with your own presuppositions and you've never carefully analyzed what those are. So I suggest uh, that you carefully study and develop your your rules of interpretation, so to speak, and then try to be consistent in applying them. So I've written a book on that subject. It's called Understanding God's Word. And it goes step by step using the Bible itself as a source. What is the right way to read and understand? What's the right way to study and interpret God's Word? Or what's technically known as hermeneutics, principles of interpretation. So I do recommend Uh, that you read my book, Understanding God's Word. That will help you go beyond the surface and dig more deeply into the meaning of the text. Now, once you start doing that, then you need tools for study. Uh, So you start, and many sources are online and many sources you can do if you have a a Bible reading program that's uh, digital, then of course you can do word searches and so on. But Several tools that you should have a concordance, which helps you look up words and something like Strong's concordance or Young's concordance will help you start digging into the underlying meaning of the Hebrew and Greek words. So you're not just uh, searching for an English word and seeing what it means in English, but you're studying the Greek and Hebrew words that are used in scripture. So even if you don't know Hebrew and Greek, those concordances and their other resources, Strong uh, has uh, numbers, So the Hebrew and Greek words are numbered. And so you, uh, many other resources are key to those numbers so that you can use another resource. And even if you don't know Hebrew and Greek, you can study that word in that verse and get the meaning. Word studies then. Uh, uh, So if you don't know those languages, there are good word studies like for the Old Testament, a classic is Nelson for the New Testament a classic is Vine Uh, or a longer study is Vincent. And these are studies that help you dig into the meanings of the words. Um, then going beyond that, Bible dictionaries and more extensively, Bible encyclopedias. They will give you information on a certain subject. So if you're reading about Jericho, you can go and see what everything the Bible has to say about Jericho and maybe historical research, archaeological research. So a Bible dictionary or a Bible encyclopedia will give you more extensive knowledge of that particular subject. There are all kinds of encyclopedias. Some are conservative, some are not. So you want to look at those that are produced by conservative Bible-believing scholars, evangelical scholars. Such one example would be Zondervan has a, a dictionary and also an encyclopedia. Uh, the classic standard for a Bible encyclopedia, although it's not evangelical, is the anchor. Um, in Bible and encyclopedia. And then going beyond that, commentaries. Now I like to read commentaries that dig into the meaning of the text, exegetical commentaries, as opposed to uh, commentaries that focus on making sermons, which would be homiletical. Uh, good examples that are conservative, not too technical, not too expensive. The Tyndale Old Testament commentaries, uh, the Tyndale New Testament commentaries, they can be purchased individual volumes. The New International Commentary on the Old Testament, the New International Commentary on the New Testament, those are more extensive, more expensive, but still conservative, evangelical. Uh, The Wycliffe Bible Commentary is a one-volume commentary. And, of course, there are many others. My book, Understanding God's Word, has an appendix that has tools for study. And it breaks down each category, including these that I've mentioned, as well as some others. And it gives you a list of resources under each category. Some of the older classic ones, as I said, are available free online. Some of the newer ones can be purchased online or of course hard copy. But if you really wanna do serious study of the Bible, you need to assemble some tools. A small library of reference works that help you dig into the underlying meaning of the text. So I I believe that we can study the Bible through prayer, through daily reading, through careful thought, uh, but we also need to make sure we understand some important principles of interpretation. And then once we do that, we'll become more consistent uh, in our study of the Word and then developing these tools. And I mentioned earlier using various translations. So uh, I have another podcast on that subject, but I do recommend using a literal translation like the King James, the New King James. There are several others in modern English, the modern English version, Uh, but then also using a more idiomatic translation such as the New International Version, the New Living Translation, and there are others and comparing them back and forth. Don't just make a major doctoral point out of one wording. Make sure you look at several translations so that you have a good grasp. And then, as I said, you could even use tools to go back into the underlying words in Hebrew and Greek to give you further uh, further um, understanding. I will say this. Don't let somebody intimidate you by saying, well, the Greek means this, and, and the Hebrew means this, and so your doctrine is wrong. The same arguments in Hebrew and Greek can be translated back into English. And you're not going to establish a major doctrinal point just on the definition of one word. You're going to establish a major doctrinal point by looking at the total context and looking at many passages relate to relate to that. So while a study of the original languages is helpful, and if you don't know those languages, using tools that help you dig into those languages while that is definitely helpful can give you insight don't be intimidated as if you are not competent to understand God's word if all you know is English no uh, you can understand God's word and God wants us to understand his word the entire protestant reformation was based on the understanding the word of God is not reserved for a few technical experts or for the church to tell you what it means, or for the priest to tell you what it means. But every one of us can read and study God's word, and God's word will speak to us, and we can know the truth. There may be some passages that are difficult to understand where we have differences of opinion, but all major doctrines and everything we need to be saved and to live a Christian life and to exercise Christian ministry can be clearly understood uh, if we will faithfully read and study God's word.